to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Uh, hello, welcome to episode 255 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Chris. And, I almost uh, forgot who I was. You, well, you were <laughs> drinking tea and you weren't sure I was going to start... <laughs> He was uh, waiting till I started sipping the hot no, coffee, I didn't, yeah, yeah. and then he started just to get me. Also, there was some confusion about who wrote something down, but that's okay. Uh, that happens every week. <laughs> here we are, another week, another episode. Welcome along. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Um, so, should I get rid of my my ranty one? No, I, just, I think we just don't. Yeah, get rid of it totally. Okay, I All think right. it doesn't fit with the other narrative. All right, we'll leave it out. It, but I agree with you. Okay, Let's just gotcha, gotcha. All right, so oh, I'll start with this one then. Have you heard of the Tetris Challenge? I assume it's jamming people in no. some sort of... No. No? Okay. It's a photo thing. So what it is, it's emergency workers. Uh, it started with emergency workers around the world, and they're taking a photo, uh, usually from a drone above, of all their equipment they use for something. Oh, no, I have seen that, but I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's did, a whole bunch of them, and oh, is they're that what pretty they're cool. Did, yeah. did you see the New Zealand one? No. Uh, there's a New Zealand fire... Cr- oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's a tank one in here. Oh, oh, oh wow. a helicopter. Yeah. No, there's a New um, Zealand fire crew that did it early on. Oh, that's the one I was on there. Whoa. Yeah, no, very cool. Um, um, I didn't so realise we'll, we'll that was the We'll add those uh, images. I'll give you the link. And we'll add those images to, uh, the, show to the show notes. Because so, it's really cool. It looks really good. So basically what they're doing for those that can't see, this is a very visual show today, uh, that can't see, is they're put, laying out all their equipment in sort of a square, a block, including the people that are in the vehicles or whatever. So the vehicles to one side and all the equipment laid out. It looks quite Interesting. Yeah, the uh, everyday carry people do that, and it's called a uh, like what's in your pocket sort of thing. It's the same similar thing. Oh yeah. Is there a reason for that? Oh, it, it's just aesthetically looks good, I think. And oh yeah, no, because I mean, I get it that they have to regularly take everything out of the vehicle, check it all, and put it all back in. Yeah. And so I assume this was just something they do as part of that. You know, like well, if we're taking it out, let's put it. Neatly and, and oh, I, uh, yeah, I think someone just started it and yeah. it's just a thing, but it looks yeah. cool. It looks very, very cool. And it's good because I, the only ones I've seen lots of are all the fire trucks. Yep. Because the New Zealand one, the, the, it, I think it might have been a volunteer crew and the amount of gear they had pales in comparison to some of what the American trucks have got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. just imagine. But now there's like tanks and a helicopter crew and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll. I'll I better save that link for you. That'll be very cool. This dude in Australia, um, he's been charging people fifty thousand dollars to um, make it rain. <laughs> but okay, so it's a bit interesting. So the the Victorian government criticised fifty thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it's interesting how he does it because so let's see what you reckon. But the Victorian government highly criticised him in two thousand and six. He charges them $50,000, but only on a success basis. So if it doesn't work, they don't really have to pay him. Right. And um, they say that he's preying on these people that want the rain, and he's got a whole bunch of small farmers that he's been using it with on a pilot program. Yeah. 
Um, if by the end of June they receive 100 millimetres of rain, they pay $50,000. Uh-huh. 50 millimetres of rain, they pay about 25000 And the people in this group have said that they're very happy. Uh, but he refuses to say what the technology is because... Oh, that was my question. Because it's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how are you going talking there? Uh, it's very I've creepy. I've not tried to, to talk with these in. Uh, I've got some teeth in. He's put some goblin, gremlin teeth? Yeah. They're very, yeah, they're very uh, creeping me out a lot. <laughs> but he reckons on his website he can create a bridge in the space-time continuum, Chris, model the weather 10 days in the future, then apply small amounts of energy intelligently to bring about the desired outcome. Okay, that now you've lost me. Now it sounds like a load of crap. Because there are... Clouds, um, cloud seeding technologies that have been around for a long time, yeah, uh, yeah. including firing effectively cannons or missiles into the sky that just blast out these things that attract um, the the water to them. Yeah, um, and you know, I thought, okay, maybe I mean, he's using one of those. He's pushed out a forty-eight page white paper which doesn't explain how it works, but he said the device that he uses, he actually has a device. It's like a bank vault. We're currently hidden in plain sight because we haven't raised the capital fund a proper facility, blah, blah, blah. Why hasn't he painted and all this sort of stuff? And he said it's going really well. And the reason um, they couldn't complete the season in 2006 was because Consumer Affairs investigated it so much it stuffed him up all, all his time. And he's refunded farmers. like He's giving money back if it doesn't work. So I don't know. I'm just wondering if he's just playing the odds and just says, yeah, well, oh, that's, got, you that, know, it's a gamble. Right? Well, he says 100 millimetres by the end of July. Like, it's possibly going to rain at some point. Yeah, and if, if he gets it, whammo, bit whammo. of money. And, and if, if not, not I mean, well, his magic box just stays in his trunk I, of his car. I, 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 I cold called uh, 20,000 farmers, so meh. <laughs> yeah, I think it is just the thing, but I thought that was good. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so I just mentioned those teeth I put in. So I've got a screen in front of the um, the microphone, so I sur- surreptitiously put teeth in, uh, which was what surprised Sam a little, I guess. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, Dental Distortions do teeth, dentaldistortions.com. Their logo, uh, the tagline is, our teeth make kids scream, dogs bark, and adults cringe. Yeah. Um, and they have a whole bunch of um, hand-painted uh, teeth, and they, they look, they're all, all different. Horrible, but you have to do the moldy bit to your yeah, teeth. Yeah, so I did the moldy bit uh, in the weekend, and um, yeah, so it's it's very much similar to the silicon mouth guards that you bite into. Yeah, but it's uh, softer silicon, and you roll it into a, a a piece. You put it on the back of the the plate, so the plate is the teeth, and you actually put it in hot water and bend it to the right shape of your jaw first. Yeah, and then you get the silicon and you place it along the back and you stick your teeth into it. Was that an easy process? Um, I think if you've done it a few times, you'd do it better. So I think that's not as well done as it could be. They look really good. Do they they feel like they're staying put? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely staying put. But, yeah, I think I could have done a better job of doing the back end. Very creepy looking. Yeah. So I'm going to be wearing those tonight. It's spookers. This... uh... Yes, I'm looking forward to hearing how you scare people. Hey, this uh, Russian bird tracking program almost got bankrupted <laughs> because the bird, the steppe eagle they were tracking decided to fly to Iran. Yeah. And it started sending its data back. 
So it because um, it went through some somewhere that they didn't have any signal, so it backed up a whole bunch yeah, of data. Yeah, that's and right. then when it got to Iran, it goes, "Oh, there's a telephone signal," and it just kept charging their credit card and taking all their money. <laughs> so uh, it was their budget was like 172 bucks a day or something, um, and then yeah, they just got hammered. They did they have to crowdfund for the cash or something? Uh, I suppose they are. Are they? Yeah, I think that's what they did. They ended up doing a crowdfund just to pay for their bills. Just to pay for their bills so they can, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to strap if you're going to strap something to a bird, you're going to have to just maybe think outside of your little box and go, maybe it might fly a bit further. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it had family in Iran. <laughs> go see them. Uh, yeah, it had some Syrians that it liked and they moved there. I don't know. Actually, talking about birds, this weekend, Chris, I was, previous weekend, I was selling pumpkin seedlings like a madman at the yep. Hamilton Gardens uh, Scarecrow Festival. Yes, I saw some of those scarecrows yesterday. Yes, they're still there. Yeah. I think they're uh, keeping there for a while. Yeah. Uh, I have got selling giant pumpkin seedlings down to a fine art. <laughs> uh, saw Chris Williams turned up. He heard me. How many did you sell them? No, 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 no room, no nothing. He was, oh, he's a hard If you're listening man. to this, Chris, gutted. But I've still got seedlings, Chris, so let me know. If you want, <laughs> if you want 10, it's doable. Hey, hey do, do the pitch. No, I don't do the pitch. Go and do the pitch. No, no, we're talking about a bird. <laughs> um, no, it's weird because it's just you and it's not actual people. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know what I mean, maybe. Uh, no, but this guy came along and he had a rainbow lorikeet on his shoulder. Oh, okay. And it was just there and it was hopping from him and his friend, I think it was. And it just stayed with him. And he said, I said, oh, that's pretty cool. He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, this is Nana. And I named it after my mother who died earlier in the year. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. And he goes, oh, put your arm out and it'll jump on you. So it went up my arm. I was on my shoulder for a while. I picked my head a little bit and it was all good. And then he goes, Nana, are you going to talk? And he was trying to get the bird to talk and it wouldn't. And he said, it's very, very excited right now because there's a lot of people. But it only knows two words. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, it can say thank you and asshole. <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Nana, Nana the Rainbow Lorikeet. Uh, yeah. What a wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> what a wonderful combination. What a wonderful lexicon. Um, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Like how long? Like yeah, okay. I don't know if he sat there and was training at just those words, or if it just picked up the two words that he hears the most. <laughs> yeah, because asshole's not a word you use a lot. I um, don't anyway. No, no, I probably use more colourful language to be honest. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah you know oh, I mean. actually use more colourful language when I'm trying to sort out the uh, amazing interviews from Armageddon. All seven are out there on your podcast app or on our website. Uh, when I'm editing them on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, uh, that caused me a bit of grief. But they're all out there. So big shout out to all those people that we spoke to. Make yep. sure to listen to them. They range from two and a half to five minutes long. They're very short, but some very interesting people. Um, and yeah, and uh, feel free to share them uh, far and wide. Um, that helps us as well, obviously. Get our name out there. And make sure to check them out because there's some uh, really cool, unique uh, gift ideas for people. Actually, that just reminds me of something else, Chris. What's that? New Zealand Secret Santa's back, sort of. Oh, what? I don't really I haven't know. heard this. Well, I haven't been on Twitter for over a year, so I don't really know what's going on. Okay, uh, okay. So I got an email. So there's two things happening at the same time, and I don't really know if one's happening or not. So one of them is uh, 
a local Twitter person has decided to run their own one and everybody's doing that. And I think they had to send all their gifts by November the 15th. Right. And I think there might be a hundred people in that or something like that. I'm not sure. Okay. So that's all good. Then a woman from notsocks.co.nz, that's what it's called. They sell random gifts and stuff. They're in Christchurch. She emailed and said, hey, uh, we love Secret Santa. We really want to keep it going. We know it's really late in the piece, but we've spoken to New Zealand Post. They said we could run it. So I think they've taken over their Twitter account. Um, we've got the warehousing space. We've got the technology, but we don't think we're going to be. This is just now. We're in November already. Uh, oh, she emailed me like the 28th of October, I think, when I was at camp. <clears throat> she goes, I don't think we're going to have the technology up and running, uh, all of it running by the time. And then they sort of sent out this cryptic tweet and then people replied to that. And then I think people got confused because there's them and then there's this other one that's been heavily promoted. And I haven't heard anything more. And she goes, can we talk to you about things? I was like, yeah, cool. Here's my details. And I haven't heard back from her. So anyway, something may or may not be going. But she goes, we want it to be really inclusive. We want to include Facebook and Instagram. And I'm like, okay, I don't think you realize how hard that will be. Right. Because you've got logistics and sending and all that stuff. And that's the simple, easy bit. The hard bit is being contactable 24 hours a day and replying to all the numpties that send direct messages and have weird requests all the way through to March the following year. Yep. 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 Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I don't miss um, having you uh, spinning out at the Christmas time, freaking ah, Secret Santa. Are you sure? It's fun for everyone. <laughs> fun for everyone. Uh, I was I was telling Tanya the other day. I was like, she goes, "What are you doing for Christmas?" I'm like, "What do I always do for Christmas? I go home and I play computer games all day. It's the only day I'm not going to be disturbed by anyone. Everybody's got something else to do, somewhere else to be. It's freaking awesome." That's right. And she goes, "That's so sad." No, it's not sad. It's awesome. It, it, it is uh, what he's done as long as I've known Chris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you <laughs> did you explain the whole Secret Santa thing? I didn't talk to her about that, no. Oh, so Secret Santa was a thing on Twitter that I started forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah there's a TEDx talk that Sam's done about it, so you can just watch that. And What's the, the name of that? New Zealand Secret Santa, isn't it? No. Something like that. Is it? I can't remember. I, I should know remember. that. Should You should. I know. Um, anyway, um, what was I going to say? Okay, so last weekend, I on Sunday, I did um, the oh, yeah. Startup Wananga for Ahi Kamako. Yes. So I've got to get the rhythm of the words right. Ahi Kamako um, at the Wananga o Aotearoa. Now, did they? And, I mean, I'm not in that field. I don't really read anything. I don't. Was it publicised heaps or not? Compared to. It was for Tainui. Tribe members only. Oh, so okay. it would have been publicised to them, I guess. Could members of the public come along? Uh, no, I don't think they It wasn't sort out. of like that. that scale, the though. teams invited their friends for support yeah. in the end, like oh, okay. in that final bit. Um, but I don't. Th- I think they would have freaked out if they had random public oh, yeah, people no, along. They, they were, so it was, a, it was a first timer for them, the, the guys organising it, yeah. and obviously for the teams as well. It, so on the Friday they go in, they've got a... Um, Friday night starts 
very much like 40-hour film festival, and they've got their pack of what they need to complete by the end of the weekend. So these people, though, before the Friday, have already been together working Not, on something? Um, some of they- them have ideas, and some of them actually had businesses that they had and were looking to add something to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there was a uh, was a fair uh, mix there. Um, you had a bunch of people doing businesses that were like, oh, I'm going to do this clothing line or I'm going to do, you know, which is just a normal business type thing. Yeah. Um, there was one of the, I can't remember who got all the awards, who was different awards at the end of the night. Um, oh, before I tell you about that, I was there as the pitch person. So day one, they go through ideation and validation. So they get the ideas and they validate those ideas, to see if they can make a business and try and plug them into a business model type thing. Okay. And day uh Day three, effectively, or the last day, Sunday, started with uh, me doing a lecture on pitching. Yeah. And uh, then I'm around for the next seven hours helping them with um, their pitches, um, trying to get it right. The hardest thing, they got nine slides, three minutes. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, and so that's really hard. And then we were told, actually, it was two minutes of questioning, but basically they just said one question from the judges. Yeah. um, Which was a little frustrating, I think. The judges found that frustrating. Oh. I want to ask a bunch of questions. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we had to get through all these people in a allotted amount well, of time. Well, it sounds like there was a lot of them. Uh, yeah, there was, I want to say 20 teams. A lot of teams were one person, you know what I mean. But I, oh, so I there s- was like one person. Yeah, yeah, there was, there was a couple of solos. So, uh, was How'd they solos. go? Well, they, they, they were probably... They, no, they did really well. Because um, so the, there's always pluses and minuses of doing that collaboration and working with randos and a yeah. thing like that, or you're switched on enough to just go, this is it. Yeah. A good part of that is saying, this is what I can do. This is what I'm looking for to expand my team. Yes. If they can say that, then, you know. So one of the guys that did do that um, got the most disruptive technology, which was uh, teaching Tereo um, online. And the way he was doing it was like a a Zoom style interface, yeah. but you pay a subscription and you can go in at any time and click with the tutor that's doing level one, level two, because it's ongoing. And so, so they're always broadcasting effectively. Is yeah, that how it is. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, I didn't get a lot of the detail um, from him about that, um, but yeah, I mean, he only had the idea the twenty four hours earlier, so you know. There's some things to be fleshed out. But one of the ones I was really impressed with, I hope I'm not get, treading on anybody's toes by telling the idea here. Yeah. Um, because I think that they're naming the company and they're getting everything done. Is DigiSeat. So um, they came up with a paper bag and they go, been to the grocery store, got a paper bag. That's great. That's wonderful for the environment. Pulls out bread and butter and bits yeah. and pieces in there. And they'd gone to three different stores to buy three different things, bread, milk, and something else. And they got six, seven receipts from Pack and Save and and New World. And they said, but we're still getting all of these. I don't want them. No, most Um, people don't. They're thermally glazed. They don't break down. Mm. They're actually toxic for the environment. Um, And the people that do want receipts – most of them these days have MYOB or Zero, um, zero or, or they'd, um, like when I worked at Telecom, you had to get your receipts where you had to staple them to a piece of paper or stick them to a piece of yeah, paper and photocopy them. it yeah, photocopy, and, yeah. and send that digital file. So they want it in a digital format. So their, um, their business concept is an app on your phone that accepts receipts. It uses that near-field um, 
communication. Communication, that's the word. And See, so I don't like, know, like I, your pay wave, so that when the I don't know about that part of it. Yeah, and and again, ideation. Yeah, they, they've got a lot of stuff to do with that. Because I but, reckon, but could, if they could, if you <coughs> pay waved when you got your um, bought anything and it didn't print a receipt, but put it into your yeah. phone, that'd be ideal. And well, then you forward that. Well, I reckon it could create the. I reckon it should create a basic website, a web page, like a form or whatever, with all the receipt on it as a PDF, QR code it, because everybody can do a QR code. You can take the photo and then it just rips, it just opens it. Yeah, because they did have something. I might have been me that went in their field communication, maybe. But yeah, because, yeah. Anyway, really good idea. They did a bit of validation and they worked out that foodstuffs with pack and saves and new world must spend an average of 40 million dollars a year on till rolls that's mental but really great idea yeah it's really really good idea because have you have you ever seen the cvs ones in america that's an ongoing joke no no oh they're like probably two three two two meters long because it comes because they you know how they were really big on the coupon thing yeah well it spits out like a two meter long roll yeah, you should Google it. There's people oh, with these giant bits of paper. Um, so, yeah, that, that was very inspiring. It was a great thing to be a part of. Um, I'm very inspired by all these people. They did a huge amount of work, and, and it went really well. And um, I lost my thing. Sounds pretty good. Um, great to see what's happening in Hamilton. Uh, the council here got uh, a fine for discharging raw sewage into the Waikato River. Now, they didn't do it on purpose. I want to state that up front. So there was some sort of mistake in the system or something? Yeah, well, they talked about it. And the so a city council engineer was alerted to the potential problem. And uh, there was something wrong. And it was the station just like around the corner from here, Anzac Parade. There's a station just there. Yeah, yeah. So it's around the corner from our house. And it said that there's no pumping at the station. And then he realized the wastewater was discharging... Into the Waikato River. Is that those pipes that go straight out next to that hut Yeah, thing must the, be. Yeah, must yeah. be, which I didn't realise. So they, um, he manually operated and stopped the discharge, right? It was a human error that resulted in both the primary and the backup equipment basically failing, not working properly. And they alerted to the Waikato um, blah, 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 and, uh, Regional Council. That was all good. So they got a fine, $54,000... And it happened over a 19-hour period. How much, how many litres of wastewater, which included human sewage, in 19 hours, Chris? I don't know, 10? 10 what? 10 litres. No, more. More, 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 more. We're talking lots and lots. We're talking lots. Oh, shit. Okay, uh, 10 10 litres an hour, uh, 1,900. No, 1.782 million litres. What? Of wastewater. What? In 19 hours. Like, it was just going full bore. So, it was a lot, eh? Oh. Yeah. Um, they were unable to find out who changed the setting. Uh, so, they've now put in some corrective action. Oh, they have to pay a fine. Who do they pay the fine to? I, well, I think that fine um, goes to the... Um, I think it goes to the Waikato Regional Council, because I think Regional Council looks after all that, maybe. Yeah, well, they're going to get all the crap because they're floating their way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's pretty crazy. This happened in February 2018. So, oh, okay. So yeah, it's not recent, that. but it's just come out what they had to pay, because they did do the 
investigation and stuff. But uh, there's someone, there's a whole bunch of people that knew, know who went in there and overrid some buttons, I bet. Um, you're a horticultural cultural guy. Yeah. So how many times have you used uh, a mister on a plant? Uh, not a little bit. Yeah, not too much. Yeah, okay. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. But it's a great way to, um, to do Apply things stuff. with plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently they've worked out that if you put carbon nanodots okay. attached DNA strands, they were able to um, spray these through the mister onto the plant and it would assimilate into the plant's DNA. What? And so they've, um, I'm assuming they had a problem because it didn't, the plant either grew and left the DNA behind or when it reproduced, it lost the DNA. Um, so they added some other carbon dotty things and yeah, they've got it so that you spray the plant and it has the new DNA and it keeps it and it rewrites its own genetic, um, blueprint going forward oh, and wow. it totally modifies it which is huge because um dna uh engineering in plants has been really difficult in the past like really really oh, difficult right. and now you just spray it let's spray it let's weaponize it. it and you conspiracy theorists out there we're probably well, already doing it with vapor trails yeah <laughs> well they're um they're saying that they're going to be making new types of plants that can do new flavors and stuff and all this sort of thing yeah interesting so uh yeah is it great mm, i don't know is it terrible no nah, it's not terrible it's not it's super terrible i mean the technology is great it's what how they what they use it for yeah true because uh, I guess you know who will be right on top of this Monsanto yeah no those guys but as a group I bet all the dope growers are probably like working it all out now because they like to push a lot of stuff through those guys like the way adult stuff yeah um, pushes through technology pushes technology although I think it's sort of a little bit stale at the moment because we haven't had some huge breakthrough in technology lately have we no I'm just looking at another story actually I'm trying to I uh, I pulled my um, quad muscles in my legs uh, oh, yeah. from running around at camp, and uh, I, I thought I hurt myself the other day getting up on one leg. But yesterday I went to the gym, which was okay, and then I sort of slipped on the bottom two steps coming down the stairwell, and uh, both my legs went, and it was so painful. I thought I was going to pass out at one point. It's a little story there for you. Yeah, yeah, you're getting old, Sam. Oh, and I am. I I am. It's- Terrible. Yeah. Um, so I, I've got a good news story to end on. I think we're getting close to that point. Um, the goodnight Kiwi and Cat who let te- TV viewers uh, know midnight was approaching. Yes. Back in the 70s, 80s when the uh, yes. TV station shut down for the night. Gosh, remember those days? Um, I do. Anyway, uh, they are being resurrected in a new show for kids. Oh, the so animated gonna... characters will star alongside TV and radio personalities, including Hilary Barry, Stacey Morrison, Madeleine, Sammy, Jackie Van Beek, Jeremy Wells, Oscar Knightley. In the show, Good Night Kiwi, made in partnership with The Warehouse. The show will stream oh, on okay. TVNZ on demand from November 11th. So that's not far away. No. Okay. Um, What's going to happen? We've got 10 episodes of them going to bed every night. Well, effectively, hosts will read popular New Zealand bedtime stories. Oh. Which will be accompanied by animation, original illustrations, and live performances. Which is oh. a cool idea for kids. Live know. performances? Oh, well, I don't that, know but... what that means. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a screenshot of Hillary Barry. Hillary Barry reading reading something. So, so I don't know if you recall. Probably not. You're so young. 
Um, oh, you're very old. <laughs> Sunday mornings, they used to have the radio show for kids, and you get up. This is before they had TV. I, uh, yes. <laughs> no, I vaguely, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, and, and so uh, a, a good night Kiwi type thing for the kids is actually not a bad idea. I don't, yeah, and it's a streaming service, so when the kids are ready, you just put it on. The, the thing I find with all the streaming services and the amount of content that's out there and the stuff they're funding here in New Zealand and overseas, I find it very hard to keep track of what's coming out and, oh, what, yeah. I, and what to watch. No doubt. So I reckon there's they, someone needs to do something around that, make it a bit easier. And like next year, start at one on you. Maybe. Sam Elton Walters is going to take out the lead position with his new app. Uh, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sponsored by the Chris and Sam podcast. <laughs> exactly. What the hell is going on? But anyway, uh, make sure to check out our website. We've got all the show notes. We've got all the... Interviews from Armageddon are on the front page. Yeah. You click there, and if you click on the photo, it takes you through to the show notes, and there's some more photos uh, of the people yeah, we were very, talking to. Very colourful photos. You've got to have a look at Nugget and Meat to really uh, appreciate appreciate that. Um, definitely need to check out the, and I always get their name wrong, Chaos? Creatures, Creatures of Chaos. Creatures of Chaos. Yeah, we spoke uh, to Erin from Creatures of Chaos. Yeah, so definitely check that out. And the uh, image uh, images in the background of the... Split people. Comics to movies. Comics to movies. Yeah, those guys. You spoke to them. You should know that. You spoke oh, to Sean. Terrible. <laughs> at least, some, at least we, com- combined, we get there. <laughs> we get there together. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's all from us for this week. You got anything coming up? No, anything big coming no. up? I thought I was going to go to Fiji on a job and do some uh, acting. And they haven't called me back. And I sent my passport and everything. Well, photo of my passport. You sent your passport to someone. They've just copied that somewhere else in the world. And Chris Hanlon is going on a good trip. Uh, Okay. So I don't think I'm going to Fiji now. So anyway. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.